0: Welcome to the Red Pill Christian Podcast. I hope that this will become your go to space for where the age old can meet the cutting edge and the ancient paths can make more and more modern sense. My name is Mark Carter. I'm a Christian pastor, and I'm not here to preach. We're here to explore together. We're digital natives, we're accustomed to the world at our fingertips. Yet, there's an ancient book that holds stories, lessons, and truths that are as relevant now as they ever were. Every episode, we're going to navigate and evaluate bite sized bits of scripture, not as dogma, but as a map. We're discovering how these age old ideas connect with our experiences, hopes, and challenges as members of the most diverse and socially conscious generation in history. It is time. Let's reimagine, reframe, and reflect. This is the Red Pill Christian Podcast. Let's go. Hey, what is up everybody? My name is Mark Carter. I'm a pastor and I like to help people understand themselves and God just a little bit better. I wonder if you want to hang out for a while. I'm starting this podcast for people who might be spiritual, maybe even Christian, but iffy about attending church. If that is you, this podcast is for you. I want to give people a taste of what Christian Bible teaching is like without having to go all in and find a church. And we're going to take it in bite-sized chunks see my sense is that sometimes people come in to the church where i serve and it's like they're entering in the middle of a conversation they don't actually know necessarily how to think about what's being said there's lots of you know maybe things that are not normal in any other place in the world right now like they hear biblically things and bible names and and there's there's a whole like christianese thing that goes on so i just want to like let's let's pull back from that and let's talk really simply about what are sermons saying. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tee up a short sermon snippet like you might hear uh, at church and then give a uh, contemporary church and then give a few thoughts on why that might be particularly important for people today. And the first one, we're going to talk about a little snippet, different purposes for different life stages. This was during a Mother's Day sermon. And I ripped off this wordplay, Maiden, Mother, Matriarch. I ripped it off from a gal named Gabriel QB. She's an author. She writes, she critiques the sexual revolution and its impact on society and she used that little, you know, three-word play there, "Maiden Mother Matriarch." And so I adapted that, used it for this particular sermon. But don't be fooled. It's not it's not just about gals. This is for everybody. God made women and men, both, but women in particular for this sermon to demonstrate his beauty at every stage of life. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna listen to five minutes of me giving a little sermon, and then I'm gonna come back and we're gonna talk about it. Sometimes we we get our vision wrong, okay? So there's a lot of moms doing a lot of really great things, a lot of good things, but maybe they're not building on the right foundation. They're not seeing the main thing as the right main thing, and therefore it's getting a little bit off. I did, I studied a little bit a little bit about moths this week. That's because when you're a pastor, you have to study a bunch of weird stuff in order to have good illustrations. So I was studying moths. Many of you know moths will fly toward light, they'll also fly right into a fire and die. One of the reasons they do this, scientists believe, is because they, moths are mostly nocturnal and they get their direction from the moon and from stars. They pick a light. And they can just fly endlessly toward it because they're not going to run into it. So it's right for them to fly toward the light until they fly toward a fire and burn up. And the point of that illustration is sometimes we are doing something that seems very right. We're doing something that seems very like everybody's doing this. This is the right thing to do. Feels like the right path. And yet it's the wrong way and ends in death. We can't always trust our instincts. We can't always trust what all the other moths are doing. And especially when it comes to mamas, I want to challenge all of us to get a little bit higher vision of what God made, what he called mamas to do and be when he invented them. You know, God is the one who invented mamas. And so he, he might know the best. I am just a man. I know that I don't have the lived experience of a mama, but I've lived with a lot of mamas for a long time. And by the way, we're not even going off my lived experience. We're going off God's plan as revealed in his word. So that's where we're going to be taking our counsel from today. What I want to pitch to you. What I want to get you to try to receive is that while mamas do a lot of awesome things from time to time, they're getting the goal wrong. And it's because of this, this fire, that the, the, this false way that the world pitches to mamas. And it is the false way. It's the false idol of perpetual maidenhood. Perpetual maidenhood. You're like, I don't know about that, Carter. You will. We're going to pull it apart right now, okay? Um, See, there's, there's certain ones that the world sets up and says, this is what a woman should be. No matter what life stage you are, this is what you should be. You should be like Beyonce, or you should be like you know, Jennifer Aniston, or you should be like Michelle Obama, or you should be like j There's these images of beauty that says, no matter what's going on, no matter how, you know, long your body's been around, this is who you should be. And you should always be trying to emulate this. And there's people that are, they got muscle and they're traveling, they got wealth and they've got all this power and potential to do all kinds of stuff. And mamas can look at that and be like, why can't I do that? Or why can't I be that? Or how do I get into that so that I can finally be fulfilled and, and make everybody happy around me? Now, let me just clarify, there's nothing there's nothing wrong. It's very good for mamas to be powerful, to have muscle, to have uh, some, some wealth power, to be helpful to their family and to others. It's great for mamas to be wise. It's great for mamas to be strong. All those are awesome, but really, they're the garland of grace that should surround a greater foundation, okay? And the foundation really, mamas, here's what it is, is you were designed grow and develop in character and wisdom so you can impart character and wisdom on the ones that you're raising up for the glory of God. That's what it's for. It's for the glory of God. All this other stuff, it's great, it's fine. You can have that as long as you don't get the foundation wrong. You've gotta have the foundation right, which is I exist to glorify God through my character and through my wisdom and my ability to help others rise up into character and wisdom. You're not saying enough amens yet, but that's all right. I'm sure you will catch up. Now, there's, there's some images that we could look at, okay? So we're, we're going to go through three stages of a woman's life, okay? You've got maidenhood, motherhood, and then matriarch. These are the three that we're going to look at. Now, in any one of those stages, you're, you're kind of a combination. You can be all those at different times, but they're more pronounced at different ages and different seasons of life. When we talk about the matriarch, we're talking about the wise queen, okay? This is the conquering queen. This is the... Fighting queen. This is the warrior queen, and we always we we, we get pieces of her, but we don't we don't always always see her together. So let me give you some images, and you can see if you can puzzle these together. And this is what we mean by a wise warrior queen. Okay. So on one level, you've got a woman who is man. She's part Arwen from Lord of the Rings. She's part Beth Moore. She's part Joyce Meyer. Okay. She's part the Queen of Wakanda. Whatever her name was, I don't even know what that was. Um, she's part supergirl, she's part Mary the mother of Jesus. She's this woman that is poised. She's this woman that is wise. She's this woman with a sword in her hand that's not afraid to fight, but also has a benevolent protection of all those who live within the reign of her kingdom. That is the wise warrior queen that God has sent to conquer and raise up other queens. Okay, so remember the purpose. We said there's different purposes for people in different stages. Of life. Now, I would want to clarify, I have not gotten this always right. Of course, like everyone else, I sometimes veer off track a little bit in my purpose. There's a lot of different kinds of purposes that can be advertising themselves before us. But what I've found is that if I don't make some decisions about what are the overriding purposes of my life, I'll tend to float from thing to thing, whatever feels you know, exciting at that moment or whatever's very particularly urgent at that moment. And what it leads to ultimately is a lot of wasted time and regrets. I think this might be particularly important today because comparison in the modern digital way, it just creates all kinds of depression. As many of you know, especially with young ladies, I believe that is a real mental plague. Each person is no longer, I mean, just think about this. Each person is no longer comparing themselves to their family or to the people in their neighborhood. Now people have the power to compare themselves to hundreds of millions of other people. Talk about overwhelming. I've got four daughters. I watched them grow up and since they had access to cell phones, it's like there's an extra weight added. There's it's not only that there's a lot of women who they could now compare themselves to in a physical sense, but there's different voices trying to convince them sometimes contradictory of what's important and what's not. And it can just lead to a sense of, I don't really know what to think now. So one might say, hey, you know, your purpose is just to achieve your very highest potential, no matter who it hurts, no matter what you got to step on, you know, to do that. Others would say, hey, no, you know, really you want to take your education as high as possible. Others would say you want to help as many people as possible. Here's what I would like. I would like my family and my church to care about people, to care about the environment and to do everything they can to be people of consequence while they're here on earth. I just don't want anyone else making those decisions for them. I want them to go hand in hand with God to find his purpose for them, which will override every other voice. It doesn't mean we don't do the other things. It just means there's one central purpose. There'll be lots of opportunities to course correct. But again, the big idea, there's different purposes for people in different stages of life. All right, let's go on to topic number two. This is about the need to intentionally grow in wisdom at any point, but especially when we're younger. It's the way of the day to put preeminence on flash and how things look and doing things fast, but it's not nearly interested enough in this ancient thing called wisdom. Here's another short clip, and then we'll talk about it. So that's what she does. She grows in wisdom. She's teachable. Now, young maidens, I know this is not the age of, hey, why don't you be teachable? I know that's not how it rolls. Typically, everybody tells you, man, just stand up for yourself and claim you know what's going on even when you don't. But that's not God's way. And so I want to challenge all the maidens. Be a learner. Be one who learns like Ruth, who's not afraid to say, yeah, show me how, man. I don't know how. Teach me. I got stuff to learn. I'd love to be great at this, but I'm not just going to be great at it overnight. Grow in wisdom. Now, you got to know, one, that takes time. Okay, so you don't just get it. Even when you get stuff, you don't just get it. It takes a long time. And most of what you want, if you're going to grow in wisdom, is not online, at least not yet. Okay, it's not there. Because it's really the stuff that you really want, like the good and godly wisdom. Here's the thing. The world doesn't know nor care about that stuff. So it's still in the paperback books. It's still on the shelves somewhere. I mean, you got to go, you got to dive deeper. You got to find it. You got to go look and you got to be like, Ruth out in that field? You got to be looking for it. And when you find it, baby, it's gold. Now, see, Paul, the apostle, he said, the world has lost all interest in me and I've lost all interest in the world. The world has lost all interest in giving you. So the search engines aren't going to be your friend of just like, here's all the most godly, wise wisdom you could possibly find. No, you're going to have to ask other godly, wise women, what should I be reading when I'm this age? My wife would recommend two books to you. One would be Passion and Purity by Elizabeth Elliot. Yeah, it's old school but it's a good school. It's still in in session, okay? Then there's also Captivating by Stacey Eldridge. There's a million others that you could be asking about, hey, help me get the patterns down, and the patterns are important. She's growing in character, so she's practicing excellence. People are kind of tripped out by Ruth. I mean, Boaz, he, he kind of goes off a little bit. He's like, honey, people, like, they're talking about you. You're amazing the way that you stuck with your mother-in-law. Everybody's excited about this. Everyone's like applauding you behind the scenes. His mind is blown. She's practicing excellence and and young maidens, you want to practice excellence. You want to be coming in a little bit higher than you did the day before. You want to be demonstrating, hey, look, I mean, God might lead me to a man. He might lead me to a mate. And if he does, that's awesome. But in the meantime, I'm going to do excellence all by myself. I'll be just fine. Me and Jesus. We, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we are a majority and we can do it. Now, see, this is, this is what Ruth's trying to do. What is she tr- she's trying to grow in character and wisdom. Now, if there's another man who is also trying to walk in character and wisdom, that becomes a great team. And God can put those together and they can kill it and crush it for the kingdom of God. But she's got to demonstrate first. She, she ain't just waiting. She ain't sleeping on the couch. Where is she? She's at work. That's where she's at. Some people are just waiting around. When am I going to know God's will? Honey, I don't know. Go to work. Go to work. You know what I'm saying? We're going to find out often about the next step in God's will when we're doing the last step in God's will and just getting after it. We got to be hungry. And you know, you're really not going to work very hard if you don't have some kind of like goals. You should all have goals. You should have stuff that you're like, look, I don't know. I'm going to try it, but I'm going to try. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to get this thing done. I'm going to wrestle it to the ground. I'm not going to believe anybody that says I can't do it. But she's also very open to, while she's doing it, while she's going after her goals, she's allowing Boaz and Naomi to instruct her. She's building a wise foundation. Okay, so what's the big idea? We need to intentionally grow in wisdom, and the sooner the better. Wisdom is doing now what we will appreciate later. Wisdom has to do with how we're going to live, how thoughtful we're going to be about decisions that are coming up. I had a specific season in my early 20s. I was very kind of shoot from the hip. I was very wise in my own eyes. What that means is uh, I think, hey, man, I already know. I don't need anyone to tell me because I already know. And it's not that we shouldn't be confident, but there's a lot of stuff we don't know. And so I needed an entire season of my spiritual journey focusing on valuing wisdom it would have saved me a lot of time to be able to just ask people, godly people or people that were better at something than I was. If I would have just had the humility to go say, I mean, here's a bunch of stuff I don't understand. Can you help me understand this? But I was too, honestly, I was too busy trying to impress people. I was too busy trying to show them that I knew what to do. I didn't need any help. I wasn't busy enough trying to get as much information as possible from people. And it would have saved me a lot of time, probably would have progressed my family and I quicker probably people felt like they couldn't tell me much because I was wise in my own eyes. Now here's the danger for this generation. It's the preference for doses of content that are smaller. We see this in shorts. We see this in little 10 second videos, nothing wrong with those at all. Again, Proverbs has a bunch of short little nuggets of wisdom. That's great that it's available, but what it can do is it can train us to not think deeply about wisdom Because that's usually what it takes most of the time to really get wisdom. We've got to internalize it by reflection and thinking on it deep, you know, again and again. And when everything is like tweet sized, we just move on to the next thing and it never really becomes a part of our, our spiritual, um, or personality DNA. It's kind of like seeing the trailer to a movie and being like, oh, I saw the movie. Well, maybe, and maybe if it was a particularly bad trailer, it showed you everything about the movie, but. Most of the time you saw some, but there's a whole lot more to that situation. And that's the way it is with wisdom. If we, if we just get little tidbits, but we never really dive deep and think deeply and get help with it, uh, we don't really grow in wisdom, wisdom. Here's another benefit of wisdom. It transcends things like race, like gender, like class. None of those distinctions matter. Nobody gets a corner on wisdom. Everyone could always use more everyone can learn from others. Wisdom is one of those gifts that has no favorites. It is available to anyone who is hungry. And one more thing I'll, I'll suggest about wisdom is that Jesus taught this. He taught that wisdom will defend you in the end. That's it. You can find that in Luke seven 35 said wisdom is proved right by her children or by her results. Meaning for a time when everybody feels like online, they, they need to have a zinger They need to have a comeback. They need to have something really kind of sexy to say. Um, Yeah, maybe, but that's not necessarily going to be wisdom. Wisdom is proved long-term. You don't have to defend yourself. Wisdom says, I'm just going to do the right thing right now. And later my results will speak for me. And again, it's not as fast, but it's going to go ultimately a whole lot further. And in the end, we'll be much more defended. What's the big idea? Wisdom is doing now, which you'll appreciate later. We need to intentionally grow in wisdom and the sooner the better. Well, Hey, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. That's all the time we have for now. But there are some other supporting materials that you can take advantage of if you want. We'll put a link in the description to the full message that we talked from today. There's also two other podcasts that you might want to check out, depending where you are on your journey. There's also just the normal church podcast. That's like just getting the sermon every week. It's not bite-sized like this, and it's not commented on like this. There's also, for those who maybe have leadership gifts and are seeking to develop those, there's another podcast called the Bible Leadership Podcast that you might want to check out that. Those are shorter little snippets where we talk about leadership. Hey, if this is valuable to you, would you do me a favor and go ahead and like and share it or do all the things that you would do with a resource like this? Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.